Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Divorced. Beheaded. Died. Divorced. Beheaded. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Theater Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Seals, and our guests today are the Queens from Six, currently in Chicago, kicking off the first national tour. They're going to be there until July 3rd, so go get your tickets, go see them. (laughs) This episode just reinforces to me how much uh, all of the people who get cast in Six, whether principals, alternates, standbys, whoever you are in every cast all over the world, everyone I have talked to from this cast is of a certain ilk that uh, they're supportive they're they create a sisterhood on stage they genuinely have love for each other and they get into this in is in part of the interview and we've talked about this before when i've talked to the aussie cast and to the broadway cast too that that the audition process you are performing and auditioning with your peers and with people you're ultimately competing with to get these roles which is kind of very meta in the fact that that's kind of what the show ends up being spoiler alert right so i just cannot stress enough how much of a wonderful time i had talking to these ladies to these wonderful queens they are changing lives my cheeks still hurt from all the smiling that we did i just cannot stress enough oh they are so amazing so Make sure you follow all of them, all of their social medias. Some of them are on TikTok and YouTube. And um, Gabriella does a lot of uh, video blogging on YouTube. She's documenting a lot of the behind scenes, behind the scenes stuff from the show. So if you like that thing, like that kind of thing, please go follow her in, in that respect. And uh, follow me on TikTok at The Theater Podcast, Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. And now everybody, please enjoy this episode with Six Queens. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everyone, welcome to the show, to the Podcaster Remix. Today, I am so excited to welcome not one, not two, not three, not four, but five of the six queens from the first national tour of six, a.k.a. the Aragon Tour, currently running at the CIBC Theater in Chicago. I think I said that right. Is it Sibsy? Kibsy? Let's just dive right into this and have each queen introduce themselves so you can recognize their voices, starting with my top left on my screen. Let's go with Jasmine. Hi, everyone. My name is Jasmine Forsberg, and I'm currently playing Jane Seymour, the only one he truly loved. <laughs> Rude. 
Uh, Kayla. Hey guys, my name is Kayla Wilcoxon and I play Catherine of Aragon, the first divorced wife. <laughs> Olivia. I'm Olivia Donaldson and I'm Anna of Cleves, the yes. second divorced wife. <laughs> Storm. Hey, I'm Storm Lever. I'm that Bolin girl. I'm playing Anne Bolin. <laughs> that Bolin girl. Hey, Gabriella. Hi, I'm Gabriella Carrillo. I play Catherine Parr, the survivor. And I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Didi Romero, who was originally scheduled to be with us today, but she called in sick because that's just the times we live in these days, um, which I think is just unfortunately all too uncommon, which I believe is actually a great place to start diving into the conversation, too. I also want to big, give a big shout out to your alternates, Aaron Ramirez, Cassie Silva, Kelsey Swigard. I think I said that right. And Kelly Denise Taylor. And obviously one of the four of them is going, probably going on tonight for for Didi for Catherine for the Howard. first time as Howard we've never had Didi out so this is going to be a, a first for us oh that's so exciting do you, so how, how does that happen do you, do all four alternates know all four tracks they each oh, sorry, know all six tracks they each know uh three tracks so, so each one of us has two covers but Cassie who I love dearly is the dance captain does can she go on for all six not yet, but probably soon, truly. <laughs> She'd make it work. If they like desperately needed it, I believe Cassie could make it work. Oh, she's she's amazing. So for the for the five of you then, um, I want to talk about sort of what the experience has been so far because you've been running in Chicago for a few weeks now, and this this is actually a really long residency for for a tour. It's like what three month three months, I believe. You're going through what's the date I'm looking for? July third. Yeah. You're going, you're going all the way through July 3rd. And so for all of you, I guess let's start back at the beginning of how you got connected to the show. And I believe, uh, Gabriella, you're a huge vlogger and TikTok influencer, and we'll get into that as well. But I was watching one of your videos where you were like, yeah, I auditioned and then I, then COVID hit and then there was some, and like there was years, right? So I guess, Gabriella, start with you and talk about the journey, right? So when did the auditions happen for all of you? Did you see the original show, or the Out of Town for Broadway in Chicago back in 2019? No, for me, the journey with the show started, well, somebody originally that I was working with on a show in LA, because that's where I'm usually based, uh, even though I am from Chicago, my hometown, um, somebody said, there's a musical called Six, you've got to be in it, it's perfect for you. And all they said was, it's about the six wives of Henry VIII. And I didn't really know why that, was perfect for me, especially because I'm not somebody who, I don't know, I don't think of myself as like the historical, you know, character actor. Um, and then I really found out what Six was and they forgot to mention that it's a giant pop concert with amazing costumes, pop music inspired by six pop divas. And then I was like, okay, yeah, it is perfect for me. How do I become a part of the show? And then I got the casting notice from my agent and we started the process um, from there. But it was right before COVID hit. I want to say maybe December 2019, I think is maybe when I started or January 2020. Um, and, you know, I got so far as to even do a, a, a Zoom chat with the team and everything. And I got excited and I was hoping they were getting excited about me. And then then the world exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so that so you didn't know that you had the role until 
at, at what point? Like you said at the beginning of COVID, you had the chat and then everything just shut down. Yes, so, and everything shut down. And then they contacted me again after COVID and said, hey, we're still interested in seeing you if you're available or things are picking up. And I'm like, yes, we have been in a pen. I am absolutely available. Yep. Too <laughs> available. <laughs> I am employable. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, then we, then we picked things back up and uh, did, you know, final callbacks in Chicago, New York. And then I waited four more weeks after my final callback to hear back. It was a marathon, emotional, stressful, obviously worth it, though. Wow, that's kind of insane. So uh, when, Olivia, when she said that she found at the beginning of the pandemic, you kind of like raised your eyebrows a lot. Is your is your story completely different or the same? I mean, I just started after the pandemic. So August, I moved back to New York City um, from being at home for a year and a half or so. Um, and I remember my apartment was completely empty because I just moved in, but I did a self-tape in August and <laughs> I didn't have any, like, our, it doesn't matter. We didn't have lights, like, we have lights. But we didn't have like overhead lights and the so sun was going the down. So I was like, <laughs> like, you auditioned by candlelight. I get it. No, I literally was like fighting the sun. I was like, okay, Olivia, you've got 20 more minutes before it's sunset. So you have to finish the tape now. Um, and so, yeah, and that was in August. And then I didn't hear back for, uh, you know, about a month. And I was like, well, that was really fun. <laughs> um, and then I finally heard back and got to go into this crazy audition process, which I had a lot of fun doing, but it's different than any process I've ever done. We all were together in the room. So like, um, we had group auditions basically, and it was cool to like be able to support everybody, but it was also like, ah, there's people around, like not just the team. So it was a new experience, but, um, ultimately here we are. So did, did were all of you auditioning together then, or or like pairs of you or or trios? I remember everyone. I think from the uh, from the final callback at least, yeah. not any initial audition. So I didn't see any of these girls in my initial audition. So that was quite interesting. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I actually remember this. Um, I talked to some of the Broadway queens. Oh, oh God, back at beginning of twenty twenty. Yeah, and and now that you mentioned it, they said the exact same thing. Is it's the so much of the character and so much of what makes the show so important is the bond that all of you have on stage and and the support and the love and the sisterhood that is created. So I, I love, I mean, kudos to the entire creative team for doing the audition in this way because you you all have the ability to 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 have natural chemistry like you walk into a party right and you connect with somebody like those two people are going to get together rather than someone who is super talented but can't connect with anybody else right so like uh, jasmine your, your story is it the same or like when did what was your timeline timeline was a bit different actually i remember hearing just making sure i'm not muted we're thriving we're good um we at penn state i'm a recent grad from penn state's musical theater program i graduated back in 2021 and at 2020s gay prom that happy pride month everybody uh that um <laughs> that Penn State School of Theater puts on every year. Um, one of my dear, dear professors, who is no longer at Penn State, actually, um, Jay Austin Iyer, he did a drag number to get down. Olivia, you got some competition up in here. I'll say it. I'll say it. Um, and it was it was iconic. He had backup dancers. It was everything. He was a true. They were tr a true, true queen. 
And I remember that was my first experience hearing about six. And I was like, what is this? I need to get into it. Uh, heard the soundtrack, was obsessed with it. But then when COVID hit, I was still fully in school. I was a junior at co in college at the time. And so I had to do I <laughs> storms laughing. <laughs> and so I had to finish the year and I kind of in all honesty, I was just focused on getting my degree. I was like, I need to make it through these crazy times that we are living in. Let me just finish what I started and New York will come and auditions will come. And I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm just going to try and stay present in the moment and, and be here and be with my friends and make, you know, try and try and wrap up college in a pretty bow as much as it could be, even though that's definitely not what happened. Um, but I moved to the city, I moved to New York City that summer, summer of 2021. And similarly to to um, Olivia, I got that casting notice in August. And so I went in, I never taped for it, though, I went in to the audition room um, for an, uh, not an open call, but in an invited call situation. Did they have and lights? That there were lights. Indeed, okay, it was good, not good. it was not Tudor Dynasty candlelit. Even though I will say that really set the mood, Miss Olivia. Um, and, <laughs> That's why she's she method. <laughs> method. And it was an experience, truly, like Olivia was saying, like I've never had before. It was a uh, the process was so interesting. But I also I always felt that love and that support from the creative team and by the time we got to final callbacks i specifically remember the people who are on this call right now and Didi. i remember them being in the audition room and our alternates i will say and being like damn they're good they are really they are something special and so to be on stage with them night after night and just celebrate all this girl power together that is an experience that i'm going to cherish forever and again just staying present in the moment trying to be here with everybody i'm very very happy Wow. Wow. I'd love that. I love that. So you were in college, recent grad. When did you broad, do Broadway Bounty Hunter then? Because I saw you in that. <laughs> we love Broadway way. Bounty Hunter. Um, that was my, that was summer before junior year of college. So you were still in school. Yeah. Crazy. That was a fun one. Crazy. Talk about okay. badassery right there. That was a fun right? one. <laughs> Annie Golden for the win. Annie Golden for president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Storm then, uh, Storm and Kayla, I, were you guys post-pandemic joining the cast or pre or how did all that how that work way back i auditioned really? back um for the broadway company when they were first getting that cast together and i they have were having their final callbacks in chicago and it was the same week i was auditioning for a show i ended up attaching to that got their broadway debut today almost famous today the journey came full circle um, yeah, I decided to go with another show and I had worked with that team before and really loved that team and so decided to go this other route and then during the pandemic, Six circled back around and asked if I was still available for auditions, Zoom auditions, and so I Zoom auditioned and then when theater came back in September and October, I auditioned again and did the final callbacks and made the decision ultimately when Almost Famous was deciding if they were going to move forward or if I was going to circle back and do six, the show that I stepped away from and ultimately <laughs> chose six and couldn't be happier that I'm here. That's so cool. Kayla, what about you? Yeah, um, I got the audition notice back in 2019 as well, but I didn't do it because I was in Hades Town at the time. And so I couldn't like leave that contract to go and do six, even if I got. And so I was like, eh, I'm not going to audition. So then I just didn't do it and then the pandemic happened 
And once we opened back up, Six was asking to, um, asking me to audition again. And I was like, I guess. I mean, I just, I'm in the middle of opening a show right now, but I guess I can try. And then um, I was auditioning during the day, then doing a workshop and then going to do the show at night. And it, that was like that for like six weeks straight. And then that final week, I got this really bad ear infection, but then I got a call right before Town started that I got <laughs> Catherine. And I was like, no, it's been the longest six weeks of my life. <laughs> like, it was crazy. <laughs> it all happened so fast. I was like, okay, I just got back to like Broadway and now I'm up, about to leave New York for tour. But I couldn't be happier. Like this incredible group of women, like, oh, these nine badasses are just my favorite people in the world. I love, I love the, the, the sisterhood. You mentioned the sisterhood and the camaraderie and the, and the badassery and everything that, that creates all of this. And there, God, I don't think I know of any show. I can't think of any show that has blasted onto the scene kind of as quickly as widespread as Six has done because it was, gosh, I, I heard, like, oh yeah, Six is coming, they're doing this thing over in London, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's in Chicago, then boom, it's in Australia, then boom, it's on the West End, and then all of a sudden, and now we just opened on Broadway, and now the first national tour that you all are in is kicked off, and I I cannot believe the amount of, of growth that this show has seen in such a small amount of time, and also... Uh, I guess let's, I want to talk about the representation for a second, because my point of bringing all this up is that all these shows are being mounted simultaneously in parallel and there's alternates and there's more casting that we don't even know about yet because there's more tours that are spinning up and everything. And everyone is so, uh, not the traditional cookie cutter of what you would expect Henry VIII's wives to be. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, we... First day or within the first week of rehearsal, we had these um these boards posted along the rehearsal room with the pictures of the queens and, and sticky notes of all of their different characteristics. And all the characteristics are are just beautiful um, across the board, diverse, um, wonderful qualities in a human. But in terms of what they looked like, they all looked quite quite similar indeed so it is so special with this cast in particular to be of a cast of all women of color wow the power that i feel stepping on stage especially as a mixed race asian american person being on stage and stepping into the downstage spotlight and getting to just uh have a strong point of view and be unafraid to speak my mind and actually get this power ballad for me specifically. That's, that's an opportunity that I've never had before. So to be on the, one of the biggest stages in the country, just like doing that night after night, Oh, it is a feeling like no other. And it's it, one of the things I, we, that I heard too, um, when I was talking to some of the Broadway Queens, we all saw Toby and Lucy's 54 below show. And they were, this was before I'd started rehearsals and they were telling me, the only reason they had stayed with the show this long is because of the sisterhood that was created amongst the, the 10 people in the Broadway company. And um, they, they really, really made it, made sure that I knew clearly that you have your one moment to shine in the show, but every other second that you are on stage, you are actively supporting the other Queens on stage and the ladies in waiting, our lovely band that we have. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you can never make it about yourself because it's not, it's not, the strongest link, the weakest link, it is all six of us together, for sure. It is an ensemble in every way. Well, all of you are on stage for the entire show. So there, it, it is legit a concert where you're learning a little history and you're having a lot of fun. And for the most part, you're right. I, 
I enjoy, I love going to shows and looking at the people you're not supposed to be looking at because those are some of the best character choices that I've found that people are like <laughs> creating their own characters in the back with, oh, I'm a flower guy number three, right? Uh, so I love, especially what you just said, that that while you're not singing, you're the rest of you, the, you're there to support who is. And that makes you still part of the entire show. And some of the best moments that I've seen are the legitimate, and I, I won't, I don't think it's acting. It is legitimate love and support that the other ladies are are giving to whoever is downstage singing at that moment. Yeah, going back to the rehearsal, not excuse me, not the rehearsal, but the audition process. I'm really glad that they had us audition in the way that we did. Like they got to see everybody come into a room, watch somebody else perform the same song that you're going to be singing, and I really think that they it was such a smart move on the team. They chose people that are going to sit there and their light is not going to be dimmed by somebody else shining bright. It was people that are able to stand in that room and like see somebody go off and be fierce. And that makes them more fierce by someone else be like owning their power. It's, we get to do that on stage. And I'm really glad that that was part of yeah how they chose their people that are going to thrive in that kind of setting. It was, it's awesome. The, the, the setup of the show is like we're in competition we're supposed to be against each other and then of course spoiler alert at the end it, it, oh gotcha we're all we're all in this together and and that that's what i love like the audition process what like you were describing is it completely creates that in real life because you literally went through what you're putting together on stage. You're supposed to be competing against each other, but you're actually getting it because you probably gelled with more people than somebody, like I said, who didn't gel with anybody. So I, I just, I love that. Again, hats off to the creative team and Toby and Lucy. They have created something completely incredible and and unique. And um, Gabriella, I love your, <laughs> I was watching some of your vlogs on YouTube, your videos. And um, aside from knowing little facts about you, like you like to heat up your sheets before you get in bed at night, um, you uh, <laughs> storm, you're like, what? I didn't know that. I'm feeling that. That sounds nice. I do. That's very, very important for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, like, you use a heating pad. You don't put them in the microwave. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the, the documenting... Um, Documenting your life in general. I want to talk about why that's important to you, but also talk about the mental health aspect of of what why you do what you do and then how six affects that because with the love and support that this show brings, is the show like a traditional show for you in that it's a, a, the, the eight show a week schedule is a stress or is it like this is what I love to do every single day? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> talking about vlogging, I think... Vlogging has been, uh, well, especially over the pandemic, that was my main source of income was my social media, which I never thought was going to be a thing. It was always a side thing. It was always really just fun. I started out making astrology videos. That's kind of where my channel blew up because I love astrology. And then uh, I, I was so flattered. People were commenting that they enjoyed my personality and my sense of humor and they'd like to see that more. And some people didn't even know that I was an actor. They thought I just was an astrologer. And I'm like, no, it's not even my life. <laughs> so I started vlogging and funny enough, vlogging has kind of, uh, I'm somebody who I, I, I always want to keep busy and I'm always up here and I'm always doing things. And if there's maybe there's something tough that I need to feel, uh, I'm going to do something else. And so I think that acting and vlogging 
give me a chance and also force me to face difficult emotions, to face difficult truths, uh, to ask how I can grow uh, and to check in with myself. Because when you vlog, you're really just talking to yourself. You're talking to the camera, you're talking to an audience, but you're talking to yourself. So I find myself sometimes vlogging and I'm like, why am I tearing up right now? I didn't, ex I didn't expect this conversation to go in this direction, but I guess I needed to talk about this today. So that's been enjoyable. And uh, over the pandemic, connecting with people, not face to face. I mean, I was alone in my apartment with my dog for over a year, uh, but being able to connect with people and uh, have them empathize with me and sympathize with me, that was pretty cool. And then as far as this show goes, mental health wise, it's, um, it's been a great lesson of uh, time management and energy management because I think everybody's a little bit different, introverts, extroverts. I don't think all actors are the same at all. Mm -mm. And I am, nobody thinks this, but I am an introvert. Um, and although I love people, I, I really have to manage my energy very well. Um, and physical energy has been a lesson for this show too. So that's been, I think, just an important thing I can carry with me through my life is uh, checking in with myself where my social batteries are, where my physical, do I need to drink more water? Do I need to sleep more? Um, and what a wonderful welcoming environment to to explore that in. It's been great. I think it's funny, the the opening night video, you were like, all right, uh, I've got to be from the party. I got to go to bed. Cut to, I'm eating, I'm eating some, some gnocchi. Uh, yeah, man. Now, now I'm going to bed. Oh, now I cut to, okay. I got to keep talking. Cut to, no, I'm warming up my sheets. Where I was crying and then I just cut it out because I'm like, all right, this is, maybe, maybe that was just the tequila talking. We don't need to, but I was like sitting on my bed, eating the banana being like, and I can't believe this is my life. And I'm like, all right. You know, sometimes with vlogging, you don't want to seem, it can be a real moment, but you don't want to seem like it's performative. So I just cut it out. But, oh, there was a whole 20 minute crying section. What's realer than like crying, holding a banana in your bed? Like that, <laughs> that's the realest you can get. It's just making <laughs> I know. It's like, all and sad yeah. and it's a little sweaty. And like, and like the eyelashes falling off. <laughs> and it's, it's, wow. What a, what a, what a range I go through in my day. <laughs> I need to see that video. Yeah, I was gonna say if none <laughs> yeah. of the rest of you have, have looked have looked at it. It's one of her recent uploads on her YouTube channel. Well, it's so it's so funny. Cause I was like, oh well that's real. She's yeah. she's going there. Yeah. Um Kayla and Olivia, you both of you have uh prior Broadway experience as well. So um coming now to to out of town in Chicago and going on a national tour for forever and ever and ever. Um is is this because uh, the show needs to go on forever and ever and ever. So Compared to your Broadway experiences, is this something, um, uh, I guess, how how is this for your emotional health, for your me uh, mental health um, specifically? Because like Hades Town, take for example, right? <laughs> that, that I mean, I love the show. Deserves best Tony. Tony for best show. That, that's a downer, right? Like doing that eight shows <laughs> a week. I'm like, oh God, that would be emotionally exhausting. But then six, <laughs> on the other hand, I'd be like, Whoop, all right, I'm doing that. Um, I would say they are both equally exhausting. <laughs> um, I, and I would say that in the physical sense, they were both, they're both very physically exhausting. Yes. But um, I think that Hades Town in a way trained me for this show to learn how to use my body, body and uh, in certain ways to be like, okay, you can't, you can't stress here, right here, because you gotta, you gotta save that for later. Like, so little things like that, I think Hades Town taught me for this show, but um, the emotional toll, whew, 
let's just say I, I smile and I'm so happy when I go off stage and the adrenaline is still pumping because it's only 90 minutes. So I'm like, we got to do a second act, right? We're ready for the second act. <laughs> there is no second act coming. Whereas in the 80s, I was always like, oh my God, there's another act. And um, <laughs> we're not done crying yet. We're still, we're, it's getting darker as we go on and on. Like this is not getting any lighter. So, we're um, still building the damn grateful. wall. Someone right, build the wall. We're still building the stand. <laughs> like, but I'm so grateful because this show is just like, it's a breath of fresh air for me right now in my career and in my life, especially after the pandemic. Um, I would say Hades sound was really hard to do after the pandemic. Um, wow, yeah. Because it was just such a dark time. But like this show is just high energy nonstop. And I just, I'm in love with it. I'm having the best time ever. Olivia, what about you? Yeah, I think um, I did come from a nice, like sparkly Disney show. So the, the fun aspect is thankfully still a part of life now with six. Um, also, as mentioned, this show is, is 90 minutes. So <laughs> we can make it, you know, <laughs> like we can make it. <laughs> um, I think the biggest difference, and we don't really yet fully know because we are, this is our first stop, is just, you know, going from city to city and not having um, as much of a home base. And you really, as Gabby was saying earlier, have to manage your time and your social battery because it's like, uh, you know, it's not, um, I'm going to go back to my normal restaurant or my normal friends. It's like, okay, you want to do all the things, you want to see the, the, the aquarium, but also like we need rest. Um, so I think that I'm excited that we have a great company, um, from all of our crew, like to the band, to the cast, because when we're at work, it, it can be like a good time and then we can go elsewhere and, and recharge. But, um, no, it, it, it's a good, we, we've got it really great right now. <laughs> we've got it really great. And I'm so excited, um, for a, a year more, you know? Like, let's so, go. The most important question then, are you an aquarium girl? What's your, what's your, that's oddly specific. Well, you know what it is? It's because I haven't been to the aquarium yet this time around in Chicago. So I'm, I, I have plans to go maybe in a couple of weeks and see, um, are there whales there? No. Um, uh, are there sharks? <laughs> they do a great dolphin show. We're going to see the dolphins. Mm. I miss the dolphin show. I went with Cassie and, and one of our lovely stage managers, Tia. Back. Where were the dolphins? And Brookfield Zoo, too. They do a great... Yes, Brookfield Zoo. I was just going to say. My first I'm going there. was a dolphin rider, so I know all the best dolphin shows. Did you I'm just say with my cousins a in a couple rider? No, it was my first dream. My first career dream was to be a dolphin rider. Oh, right, right. I'm sure you can see it. I can. You have the hair for it. <laughs> just hair flowing but can, give me your best dolphin imitation well actually i'm gonna pass that one to storm uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> why me because i make strange you noises did that, you did that noise in Didi's tiktok <laughs> oh it's supposed to be a riff but it did turn out sounding dolphin it was more of a dolphin <laughs> i just do sometimes sounds like dolphins that's that's accurate well then there you go see you brought you brought it all full circle, Gabriella, because now you're you're, tra you're working with singers who sound like dolphins. So that's that, you know who can make dolphin sounds. There you go. I'm, I'm living the dream. Yeah, I'm not training them, but I'm hanging. <laughs> I actually love that. Them, whatever I want to do. <laughs> Wait, do people people don't ride dolphins? Yes, they yeah. do. I hope not. Do you, no, no the little, they well, use their little noses recreationally. Like, <laughs> their dorsal show in the water. I mean, it's not like a 
transportation thing, but you hold on to the dorsal <laughs> fin. Is that that's Elon Musk's next big challenge, right? Oh, like getting all the way from an Uber. Yeah, oh. yeah. Like it's it's Uber or something. Yeah, right? No, too much. No. <laughs> wow. you, you guys are all You guys keep wow. muting, but you messed up the laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay, so on that bad note, audi- uh, the audience reaction, right? Talking about bad reaction to uh, dolphin jokes. Um, I'll just squeak by that one. So the <laughs> audience reaction to this show has, again, phenomenal. It's taking taking the the Tiki Talks and and the Spotify's and everything by storm, um, not by oh by storm lever, and um, <laughs> yeah, eyebrow eyebrow. And so all the audience is coming back. You're getting all this feedback. Have you have any of you experienced anything um, that's that's stood out in your mind from the audience? That's been this, you know amazing feedback that you wouldn't have expected in a role like this. Well, Gabby recently got proposed to. So yes, as well. Say I was going to say gifts is crazy are, are crazy because most I think every other show I've done I haven't really received gifts or personal things. And um, that's been awesome. And that feels very, very special. And that's a really extra thing for an, you know, that's not necessary. And so it feels even more like, wow, you really took the time. Uh, And yesterday, uh, there was a young fellow who sent me a photograph, uh, Uh made a custom, very young fellow. So don't be worried about the contents of this. He's just, uh, this t-shirt says, marry me, Catherine Parr. <laughs> his, name oh. his brother was wearing a shirt and asked Didi and it said, marry me, Catherine. So <laughs> his name is Maddox and I am now an engaged woman. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Maybe you'll meet him in person one day. Yeah, this show has brought me so many blessings, you know, including my future husband. <laughs> <laughs> once he's mature in like 15 yeah. years. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> thing to do. Actually, is go after someone very young. So, in all in all honesty, obviously not. But I do love the shirt. <laughs> so, the are you guys? I know on Broadway, like they discourage the stage door experience because of COVID. But are you allowed to do that in Chicago too, or is that still sort of the same way out there? Technically, no, because it's still under Actors Equity. Um, we're not supposed to, um, but we do go out the stage door sometimes, and sometimes there are people out there and. We can't help but to just thank them for coming and giving them, giving us their energy throughout the night. So like it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird toss up right now. It's stage dooring. Well, do do you enjoy that, or is that as like uh, as various introverts levels of introverts and extroverts? I would assume some people get charged up by that, and other people are like, nope, that's going to drain my battery. I don't know. Some I days I'm it- I'm like I'll do it, but I think I've I've really bad anxiety, so like I won't. I'll be like, I can't do it today. I'm going to sneak out of the front. I think it really is a case by case basis for everyone. And every individual day is different because there are some days where I know that I have two shows tomorrow. So after a Friday night show, I'm like, do I, do I have the mental capacity and the emotional capacity to like, want to like interact in this way, knowing that tomorrow's a really, really long one. But it is also like, there's a give and take because they do charge you up and hearing those hearing how people respond to the show and, and their excitement, it, it can't, you can't help it. It just makes you so happy. It, it, that will never get old feeling so fulfilled by how the show resonates with people. And um, you see audience members like of 
it, they're so different. The variety that you get to encounter in the show and, and how it speaks to them, every single person, it's, it's really, really special. That's what I was going to say about when you were mentioning how quickly the show has spread and, and uh, what a phenomenon it is. I think that's, be, well, not I think, I'm sure that it's because of the people that it connects with because there is a demand for the show because when there are people that love the show and the music and the characters and they want so badly to actually be able to see it because most of these people, I mean, when it's, when it was just on Broadway or, you know, whatever people from all over the world can't, you know, come out and see that. So when there's a demand for something, because it makes you so happy, I think that's why it's spreading like wildfire is because there's that demand for it and people are just so excited about it. So of course they're going to send it wherever they can. I think that's great. My kids love it too. I have, I have, a six, uh, almost six-year-old and a seven-and-a-half-year-old, and they they love it. And uh, they ask for the soundtrack all the time, cast album all the time. Do you find that the jokes, some of the jokes, they go over the head, right? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, sometimes in the audience, I look at children when we make like a joke joke, and I think it's like this. So I'm like, okay, cool. We 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 make we have jokes for everybody. <laughs> yeah, like, and I just thought it was funny too on the when the Broadway cast performed. Um, uh, on Good Morning America, they had to bleep out "prick up your head." They bleeped, they bleeped out "prick," but I was like, "It's prick up your head, people! Come on, like we're all we're all grown adults here. Just because this is 10 a.m. doesn't mean you you don't can't have a sense of humor. Like this is a little bit much." But yeah, I I agree. I love 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 the wordplay. That's part of why I will watch Hamilton on Disney Plus with the captions on because every time I'm watching it again, I'm seeing more wordplay and that's where you know lynn and again toby and lucy too just wordplay geniuses the way that, that the lyrics are strung together it is it is absolutely brilliant which let's put this out in the universe toby lucy and lynn should all work on encanto hmm, hmm. let's put Ooh. that out there Manifest. assuming encanto is going to turn into a musical i i have no i don't hold me to it but it needs to happen and i'll produce the shit out of that <laughs> <laughs> okay do you, each of you uh have a a favorite moment in the show that is not when you are singing your own song jasmine oh, put me on the spot right here i <laughs> two of my favorite moments are moments that i have with miss kayla <laughs> when we <laughs> We have started after Jane flips out on Catherine of Aragon. She Jane is unhinged and she 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 does some intense screaming at the queen at the first queen. And um, she realizes that she just went overboard. And Catherine calms me down so much. Kayla calms me down. And we have this little like sorry bow moment together. That we have we have established. I wonder if it'll get cut one day. Who knows? I still think it's rooted in character, but but here we are. And then the 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 second moment in the show is when when the show is completely derailed, um, and we don't know what to do. We're at a complete loss for words, and the show truly just comes to a screeching halt. But prior to that moment, I I approach. Kath, I approached Catherine of Aragon, I approached Kayla saying, like, what, what are we supposed to do? And she said, don't follow me. I need my space. And it's like the whole <laughs> moment. The whole moment that is kept under wraps because we've already been noted on it before. So we have to, we've taken it back. But, yeah. but those are two of my favorite parts. And I really hope they stay forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Playtime. Playtime. Kayla, what about you? 
Oh man, this is so hard because I have a moment with every single queen and I make sure that I have a moment with every single queen. And um, I don't know, some of my favorites have to be maybe with Storm because I think our dynamic, I just have so much fun bullying her on stage. I don't condone bullying, but I do. <laughs> Catherine has a way of just like brushing Storm off all the time. And so like, I think one of my favorite ones is maybe when she says her big speech and I'm like, is that you? And I've started like feeling her temperature to see if it's make sure she's, she's okay <laughs> to make sure she's not crazy. That's become one of my favorite <laughs> moments, but I don't know. I just have a moment with Gabby after Olivia's song. And I kind of like turn my complete back to the audience and I have a full conversation with Gabby. And I'm like, I know you helped her put this on. We are not, you are not allowed to do evites anymore. She is not invited to the next function. And I'm just like <laughs> going up. Like, and Gabby's always like, what are you? I, it's not my fault. Like she's always, so I, that those have to be two of my favorite moments in the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gabby's going to you. Um. Okay. Well, I've I think I've said this in every other every interview I've ever done, but "Get Down" is my song. "Get Down" is my song. So, like, oh my god, the minute we start these snaps, I am transformed. I am on another level. So I do like when we're reclined and she says, um, "Keep it on the bone," and I get to go what. <laughs> yes. oh, I just love it. And then the first moment when we go, as we're like, you have to see the show, people who are listening, but when we, we get into this formation and get down and we're like backing up Catherine, uh, um, Anna of Cleves, and we, we just get to like sink into our bodies. We are not like holding ourselves in this sort of like regal way in the, in the traditional sense. It's, it's more like, we're the kings right now. Like, I don't know. It's like, it feels really good. I you're, just love that song. You're crunk, crunking, crumping, crumping, right? Crunk, crump. Sure. Is it crump that's or crunk? It. Isn't that? Yeah, I think it's crunk, a but we're probably crunking. That's what we're saying. Crunking. There you go. <laughs> Storm have you one. named your Sasha Fierce, Gabi? Like your alter ego? Does she have a name? Cause I see her come out. I'm like, God, yeah, is not here. Yeah, I have an alter ego that I have that I like to use, and uh, who I've also used on. Um, there are certain apps, dating apps, where you um, don't use your real name. And um, mine, I'm gonna tell everyone because it's Minka. That's her name. Ooh, How do you spell it? M I K A. M I N K A. You Hey, Minka. <laughs> Storm. Oh, now you know my dark secret. <laughs> What's, oh, I have so many favorite moments of this show. I think one of mine is, uh, Didi's not here, but her backing vocals line is such a dig. It is so funny. It's the audience, too. We get a lot of... You can hear throughout the show a lot of the younger audience cheering and laughing and engaged. And the insult of the backing vocals, you hear every adult in the audience <laughs> just like to their core be insulted. And the entire audience erupts. It just brings me so much joy. It's so funny. It is a moment where there's no acting involved the way I react to her saying that every night because it is just... And also looking at sweet Gobby's face afterward who like 
didn't do anything. Like, has just been so nice to us the whole show. Like, she doesn't deserve this treatment. And that's why the audience is so upset because she's been so lovely. It's it's my favorite. That was a whole process reacting to that line because I used to like, there used to be something inside me that was like, he can't talk to me like that. And then I, and then I had to find the humor in what she's saying and, and to be able, instead of being like, oh, you can talk to me however you want. It's more of a reaction of like, you know what, you little brat, but you are clever. I will say you are funny. <laughs> You're stronger than I. I would be there with a single tear every single yeah. night. Like, I think in real life, yeah. Actually, in real life, like, you know, we, it would be a different story in real life, but I love that moment. <laughs> uh, okay, Olivia, what's your moment? I honestly really enjoy being a backup person. So like every single song, so like no way when we're dancing and we do that, hit, hit the first dance break, like that's fire. And then in storm song, we're like five, six, seven, eight. And then we rush to the front and we start part, like that moment. And then in, 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 in Jasmine's number, when we stand up and we're like, unbreakable and like we just like we just stand and, and support and and, and and all you want to do let me tell you for some reason like that choreography for me is my favorite and just like and then gobby we rush to your aid and we're just like mm. like i just love being in the back <laughs> <laughs> That was the sentence. I love being in the back. It's so fun to be in the back and like just support. And like you said, we get to have a little bit of fun and, you know, make some funny eyes to our friends and the audience. Like, I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, well, that's all time we got. All right. There we go. No, um, so we are going to wrap up here. And normally I have three standard closing questions that I ask everybody to wrap up the episodes. But since there's five of you, I'm going to sort of split them around. And some of you, unfortunately, will answer one. And then, so we'll try to we'll try to I'll try to spread it around. OK, so where are my notes? There they are. OK, so the first closing question is what motivates you? And I'm going to give you all a second to think about it. And then I'm going to call on Storm. What motivates you? What motivates me? My fam has worked so hard for me to get to where I get to. I think we all can say that theater is a very, is a, it's a privilege to do theater. And what I mean to have access to doing theater, to have access to seeing shows. And so the fact that I grew up able to love this thing and to fall in love with this thing and to pursue the arts, I am no matter good day, bad day, I I'm always remembering my family and how hard they work to allot me the life I have and that every moment of my life, I need to be not paying them back, but making them proud and the actions that I do and the attitude that I have and the spirit that I carry is a representation of all of their hard work. So that's definitely what motivates me. Kayla. Um, right now with the climate of the world, I would say that my, my family, absolutely, but more so importantly, my niece is motivating me to just continue to go and keep going and show little black girls that like, there's a space for you in the, in, in the world of arts and like you matter and you're important and just be, it says it in my bio <laughs> in the playbill, but the sun doesn't ask permission to sign. So neither should you. And so that is something that has really just been pushing me and motivating me nowadays. How old is your niece? She is a year and a half old. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's the best age before yeah. they start talking back to you. <laughs> we get a little ma 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 back and forth already. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so next question, what advice would you give to your younger self and younger, younger people listening now, starting out down a similar path, Olivia? 
just really tap into who you are because there's so much information and so much access to seeing how everybody else is doing everything. And while it's great to, you know, take some notes on like people that are with similar goals, just remember like to stay true to who you are because that's what's going to set you apart. There's only one you. And so if you bring that best version of yourself to everything, then you're golden. Mm. Gabby? I would say the to my younger self and to other people, the only person that you need to worry about letting down is yourself. Um, and I say that because I had a whole career in pop music and <clears throat> eventually walked away from it. I was, I am a songwriter and a pop artist, but it, my dream for my life changed um, as I experienced the emotional effects of that side of the industry. And for a long time, I struggled with you know, taking a break or taking the space I needed from pop music because I thought that my peers would think that I was quitting um, because I couldn't do it or I wasn't, you know, this or that. And now I, it's none of my business what anybody else thinks of me, really. I mean, I hope people think that I, that I hope they remember I make them feel good, but it's, you know, little details, that's not my business. So the number one person I got to make proud is, is me. Hmm. Well, I have to say that, um, your number one single Dolphin Rider love song still holds a very special place in my heart. The what? What? Your, your number one single Dolphin Rider love song. Oh, yes. Of, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. my first album. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I wish you. I was a trainer. Deedle, deedle, deedle. Thank you. Yeah. I wish I was a trainer. Jasmine. I kind of want to circle back and echo some of what Olivia said. I, I think I would tell my younger self, um, to continue to show up as my authentic self all the time because uh, there are so many people in this world who are going to try to put you in boxes. So the least you can do is free yourself of that burden and just be who you are. It's going to be so much more fulfilling when you're not trying to fill other people's shoes because like Olivia said, there's only one you. So like just rock it, own it. I love that. All right. So the last question all of you are going to answer because it, maybe it's going to be a quick one, hopefully is if you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? And then, uh-oh, uh -oh, you all look like you have headaches. I'm going to start with Kayla. <laughs> and I'm the one over here like, uh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. That's such a hard question. Well, all right. We'll come back to you. Olivia, you got an answer? Well, I have to go with the first thing that came to mind. I saw the color purple on Broadway 10 times and like I could see it again. I mean, obviously it's, it's really light. Um, so, but, but I do think I could see that again and again. <laughs> All right, Gabby. Oh, I can't do this. I, part of me wants to say like a jukebox musical because actually I really like jukebox musicals and they get me going. I like pop musicals. Uh, uh, but also in the Heights, I also am like a sucker for cats. I also love Jersey boys. Ah! Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say in the Heights, I guess. I don't know. Okay. 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 Jasmine. Kayla's going to think I'm absolutely crazy, but I think I'm going to say Hades town. I thought it was, I saw it back in January and it, I was so moved, like deeply moved by that production. Um, and 
I don't know, it just re it invigorated my love for theater. Uh, not that it ever went anywhere, but like, I was like, oh dang, this is why I love theater. So like, I think if I could continue to be inspired in that way, I'd be very happy. Hmm. All right, Storm. And Kayla, don't think I forgot about you. I'm coming back. <laughs> One more. <laughs> you said it like that was gonna be such an easy question. This will be a quick one. This is like choosing your child. Sophie's going for here. Oh my gosh. The first one that came to mind, I love one of the first shows that I fell in love with of like understanding the power of theater and how it could really like be a mirror to society was cabaret. But that's such a depressing choice. Do I want to live there every day? But I do love the music and the message. And that's mine right now. Maybe because I'm in black, so I'm feeling my Fosse vibe. So I'm dressed for it. So cabaret. All right, Kayla. You got to Okay, got, I, I think I have it. one. The 2011 cast revival of Godspell. I need to, <laughs> that, I know it's really specific, but like, I really do love Godspell and something about Joshua Henry, Lindsay Mendez, like I, that just, I, it, it, what's his name? Not Joshua Henry, uh, uh, what's his name? Smith, oh God, I'm, I'm blanking. I can't think of his first name, but um, yeah, the 2011 revival of Godspell. Wow. That exact cast, no other cast, please, thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, everybody, visit sixonbroadway.com. There is a uh, you can go to the tour schedule there, so you can find these wonderful ladies there in Chicago until July. Third, you can also follow all of them on social media. They're all amazing on social and YouTube and TikTok and all over the place. Just find uh, find them online in their bios. I'll also have their social media information in the show notes for this episode. So, of course, check it there. You can get more of me at thetheaterpodcast.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. I'm trying my hand at TikTok. I don't know what the hell I'm doing at the theater podcast. And Jasmine, Kayla, Olivia, Storm, and Gabriella gave us this amazing, amazing chat. Thank you all so much much love to Didi as well who we wish could have been here with us and guys break legs this show is amazing you are changing lives thank you so much for this conversation Alan thank you for being our sixth queen today yes (laughs) Alan make a crown Pinky to the forehead, pinky to the eyebrow. Pinky, pinky. Yes. 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 There you go. You got a little crown. Yes. 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 There we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.